Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know, this may sound really generic to you. This may sound generic to you like, oh, you're a preacher. You're supposed to say that. But I really believe God wants to do something specific here tonight. I love that there's a, there's a vein that's being hit here tonight. One of the songs was Something Has to Break, right? Pastor Mike came up and ministered about it and then prayed for this beautiful couple right here talking about being unstuck. Tonight, the message that I wanna preach, and just raise your hand tonight, raise your hand tonight with me, church. The message that I wanna preach tonight is for this campus for right now. It is for you. There's a reason that you're in this building tonight. There's a reason that you're here tonight. The things that are happening in your life, God wants to unstuck something. God wants to get you out of the limbo. God wants to reveal to you his plan again. He wants to remind you just who he is, how great he is, how strong he is, how wonderful he is. Can we just praise our God tonight? The Alpha and the Omega, the King of Kings, the Creator of all, the God who loves your soul, the God whose house is a house of transformation. I'm really excited to preach tonight. Take 30 seconds, say what's up to some people. We thank our worship band. Worship band, you're incredible, thank you. Then you guys can go ahead and find your seats. You know, uh, Eastlake has a little bit of a reputation. I don't know if you guys know about that. Eastlake has a reputation for being the most cultured, the most rowdy, shouting down the preacher, whether he's good or bad. I'm excited to be here. I want to honor your pastors, Pastor Mike and Katie Yeager. They're phenomenal. It's really cool. Um, you know, Pastor Mike mentioned I'm a brand new daddy. Uh, actually, can you just stand up and show our baby off really quickly? My ego right now, guys, is out of control because people will see him. You'll be like, oh, my gosh, he's so beautiful. He's so handsome. He looks just like you. I'm like, oh, stop. Don't stop. But I wanna honor your pastors and specifically Pastor Katie because in the season of being brand new parents, there's a lot of things that we just didn't know, right? And in the middle of the night usually is when we don't know those things. And so Pastor Katie has been such a great resource of lessons learned and how to be a mom and how to do this and don't do that and all of those things. So I just wanna honor you guys. You guys are parents in the natural and in the spiritual to us. We wanna build the kingdom with you. If it's up to us, we're gonna build the kingdom with the Jaegers forever and ever. Anybody else feel the same way? You guys are an incredible campus. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, message title tonight is called In Love with the Limbo. And no, I'm not talking about the game where you dance under the stick, you know, awkwardly. I'm talking about the limbo of being between where you are right now, being called to where the next thing is, but you're not quite there yet, right? If someone is lost in limbo, that means that they're in a situation where they seem to be caught between two stages and it is unclear what will happen next or when it will happen. Has anyone ever been lost in the limbo before? Come on, I feel like God has told me and called me from this place and, and, and give me a direction and give me a vision and give me hopes and maybe give me a prophetic word. Come on, you got rocked at Cherish, right? God gave you a prophetic word and so you've got this thing that you're hoping for and believing for, but you're stuck in the middle because you're not quite there yet, lost in the limbo. Tonight, what the, the message that I wanna preach to you is to help shift and to shape your perspective of that in-between season. And instead of feeling the ugh, because it does feel a little ugh sometimes, right? It's like the what the heck, God? 
You said this, when is it gonna happen? How much longer? How is it gonna work? When, when am I gonna feel the way that I feel right now? When am I gonna stop feeling this unstuck and actually walk into the promise that you've given me? Walk into the word that you've given me. Walk into the future that I know that you've called me to. So you've left the place that you used to be. You're on the way to where you're going, but you're not quite there yet. And the truth is this message is coming out of the life that I have lived the last few weeks. I respect and honor Pastor Jurgen so much because he says, I don't want to practice what I preach. I want to preach what I practice. And so at this church, you will find preachers will be transparent. They will be vulnerable. They will have messages that God downloads and gives them from a life that they're living, from lessons that they're learning, from things that they're overcoming. And because we're at Awakened Church, okay, with the lessons that we can learn with each other, there's a beautiful thing called community. Do not ever take for granted the community of the church, the friends that you have, the people that you build the kingdom with, the families that you're intermingling and, and, and raising your children with. Come on, the people that you raise your babies with, there's nothing more important than that. You guys are in the right place with the right people. I believe it with all of my heart. So tonight I want to preach what I practice. Last few weeks of my life have just been hectic. You guys know that, that old saying, like when it rains, it pours? Dude, <laughs> it's like one thing after another. Baby gets sick and this big change in business and things we got to decide for ministry and our teams. And it just feels like, I mean, it was like 14, 16 days in a row of waking up. and like, God, when is this going to be done? When is this going to be over? When are we going to feel like we've stepped into the next thing? When are we going to stop feeling like we're in this weird in-between? Food doesn't taste good. Sleep isn't the same. The, the, you know, baseball, oh my gosh, doesn't even talk about baseball right now. Someone pray for my Dodgers right now. Ugh. I knew you were going to do that. You know what's so cool is the Dodgers are still playing baseball in October. Unlike some other teams from around here who are no longer playing baseball. Interesting, interesting. We'll see. We'll see, Ignacio. Wow. It's really interesting. I have found in my life and I found in these last few weeks that it's really that in between, that feeling lost in the limbo where God wants to do his best work. It's where he wants to shape you. It's where he wants to train you. It's where he wants to coach you. It's where he wants you to begin to rely on him in a way that you couldn't have relied on him if you were just always stepping into the promise and everything was happening at once and all of the prophecies were coming true and everything was just going fine and didn't. No, God wants to work on you in the in-between. He wants to work on you and I in the limbo. And so what I found is this message is coming from a place of, man, I, I don't want to be like hating the limbo and just constantly like, oh, I'm in this weird, funky in-between. Like I just can't wait for it to be over. Spiritual Christians can find a way to, in fact, fall in love with the limbo. Because if they begin to fall in love with the limbo, it's because they have an understanding that God is trying to get something to them, through them, and diagnose what isn't going on in their heart and correct it in a way that can only happen in the in-between. Look at what's going on with the Israelites, right? They get promised you're going to go into the land of milk and honey. Forty years later was their limbo. Bunch of the Old Testament, by the way, it was written in their limbo. Lessons learned, leaders rising and falling, decisions made. In the middle of the limbo and the in-between, can you and I be mature Christians who say, you know what, God, instead of hating the in-between, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my filter. I'm going to change my perspective and say, there's something you're trying to teach me. I'm going to fall in love with the limbo. How fun. The limbo is the between here and there, between what was and will be, between where I am and where I'm going, between who I am and who God is calling me to become. It's incredibly frustrating. Let's be real, it's incredibly frustrating. 
But tonight I wanna shift and shape our perspective so that we can fall in love with the limbo, amen? God, let's pray. God, we thank you tonight that you are the God of transition. God, you are the God of process. So tonight we say, God, would you help us to become mature Christians, to realize, God, that when you've given us a vision, God, you've given us a word from heaven, God, you've given us a hope and a future, God, as we're moving towards it, as we're we're being being pulled by the vacuum of your grace, being pulled by the vacuum of your goodness to the thing that you want us to get to. God, will we learn to love the limbo and not to despise it? God, will we be open to every lesson you're trying to teach us? God, would we be open to the character that you're trying to build inside of us? God, will we have a different perspective? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. October is kind of like a weird limbo month, right? Because it's not, it's like summer is over, which obviously summer is the best season of all time, period. And it's not quite Christmas time. I don't care about Halloween. I don't care about Thanksgiving, like Christmas time, right? If someone asks me, like, oh, like, what are your Halloween plans? Like, I don't know, I'm probably gonna unpack my tree, bake some cookies, hang my lights. It's like this weird, like, in-between season, right? It's really interesting. And uh, I've learned that the, the limbo, the in-between, is really just how I respond and what God is trying to get me to adjust. It's those moments that my faith is tested the most. It's in the limbo where my trust and what I know God has said and who he has become to be the solid rock that I cling to in uncertain waters. And tonight, instead of feeling the ugh, everyone say ugh, of being in the in-between, we're gonna train, learn to train ourselves to fall in love with the limbo because I know, listen, this is what I know tonight. It will produce the things in you. It will, will bring to the surface. It will highlight, it will illuminate Because guess what? The rest of your life, you are going to have moments of limbo. It is inevitable. Anytime that God calls you from where you are to where he wants you to go, you're gonna be in the in-between. But my prayer, my hope for you tonight is that you and I enter into the challenge. We say yes to the limbo in a brand new way. Because if we can learn to love the the limbo, no matter how disappointing it is, no matter how against our time it is, no matter how long it's taking, no matter how comfortable the here and now is, if I can approach those limbo seasons of my life with certainty and confidence that I will arrive at the next level, that his word will be fulfilled, that his promise will come to pass, that the dream he's given me will be realized, amen? If I can arrive there with strength that I didn't know that I had, a peace that I didn't have before, that's the whole point. The Bible says this in Matthew 3. This is a really cool story. It's when Jesus is getting baptized by his cousin John, and it says this. It says, Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized you, and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered him and said, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Kadunk. Hey, raise your hand really quick if you're getting baptized tonight. I just want to celebrate you. Let's give these people a round of applause. Congratulations. Come on, October 10th, right? Or 11th? October 11th, you'll never forget this day. Congratulations, super, super proud of you. And it says, uh, permitted to be so, for thus it is fitting for us to fill all righteous. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Then Jesus skips over to uh, Matthew 4, verses 1 through 2, and it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. (laughs) I can imagine after 40 days and 40 nights being quite hungry, amen? 
And then we're gonna jump to Matthew 4, 11 to 13. It says, then the devil left him after uh, Satan had come to him, he tempted with three different things, you know, tried to get, really tried to get Jesus to deny who he was, to try to forget what God had told him, to forget who he was in, the, in that wilderness moment. And it says, the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And when he departed to Galilee, it was really the beginning of Jesus's ministry in the earth. Why am I telling you this story? Because I believe in this story, we see the beginning of Jesus being called and affirmed and encouraged and God giving him his mission and his vision for his life, calling him his beloved son, telling him how pleased he was, giving him a word from heaven. But then Jesus is finding himself 40 days in the wilderness being hungry, you know, fasting and being tempted by the enemy of his soul, trying to get him to deny who he really was, trying to give up what he had just heard. God had just told him, you are my son in whom I'm well pleased. But I love that Jesus is a champion who never loses and he comes out of the wilderness season and goes and kicks butt and begins his ministry. So tonight, if you're taking notes, which we always encourage, the first thing would be this. If you are finding yourself in a season of limbo, which by the way, you always will, it doesn't go away. We just wanna change how you react and respond to it. The first thing that I wanna teach you to do that I've had to learn to do myself is go back to the last thing God has told me. If you find yourself in these moments of limbos, if I left where I'm supposed to be, I'm going towards where I need to be, but shoot, I'm not there yet. You can find yourself getting frustrated. You can find yourself getting disappointed. You can find yourself wondering and questioning, well, did God really say? Did I really hear? Is that really what he wanted? As mature Christians, we have to constantly look back and be confident and certain, what is the last thing that God has told me? What is the last thing that he said? What's the last word from heaven that has hit my spirit and given me faith, hope, and love? He says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased. I affirm him. My spirit is in him and on him and with him. I have a great plan for his life. I've sent him to save and change the world. The only way Jesus can go into the wilderness to endure what he endured is because of the clarity, affirmation, and mission given to him by God. God's vo audible voice hits Jesus and says, I've affirmed you and I'm encouraging you. Here's the mission that I've given you for your life. Can I tell you that a word from heaven is all you need to endure, all that you need to endure any season of limbo that comes your way? If you can remember what is the last thing that God has said, what is the last thing I know and am confident and convinced that God has spoken into my life, the last word from heaven, you will find yourself in these moments of limbo, these seasons of limbo, and be like, you know what? I remember what he said. I'm convinced. I'm certain. It doesn't matter how long this is because I know that I know that I know that my God is a promise maker and a promise keeper. Anyone can make promises. Anyone can make promises. Go through the Bible, find one time God doesn't keep his promise. If God has made you a promise, you better bet that he will fulfill it. You're like, well, Pastor Sterling, I started that business. God told me to, but man, things just aren't looking the way that they were going to. I thought I was gonna have this much revenue. I thought I was gonna be able to hire this many people. I thought these contracts. Listen, if God told you to start the business, he's not gonna call you to start the business and just leave you out to dry. I feel tonight that there are people where God has told you, you will conceive, you will be with child, you will reproduce, you will continue your line and your legacy. So if you're in the middle of the limbo season of what the heck, God, we're doing all we can do. Can I get an amen? We're doing all we can do. But God, you, you said that I would be with child. You said I would conceive. You know the desires of my heart. You know my dream to begin a family. You know my dream to love my children. You know... And when you're in that limbo season, as you're feeling frustrated, as you're feeling disappointed, as you're feeling, you're questioning what God has said, if you can just turn your eye back and say, no, I know what my God has said. I know what his word has promised me. I believe my spirit has received it. 
At our church, one of the three wells that we have, one of the spiritual wells that we have at our church is that our church, the people who come, who submit their life to Jesus, who say yes to the, the wheel of discipleship, who plant themselves in the house of God, they will go from barrenness to fruitfulness in all areas of their life. There are testimony after testimony after testimony of women and families who are barren, who cannot conceive, cannot have a baby. They come into the house of God. They get a word from heaven. They get a prophecy. They raise their hands and worship and something happens. And then guess what? A few months later, a few years later, baby arrives. In fact, I want to pray for you. If you're here tonight and you've been trying to conceive, if you've been trying to have a baby, I want you to stand up. Be bold. Be faith. Come on, stand up if you're wanting a baby in this place. Everybody's got babies right here. Let's go, sister. Good. Just stretch your hands out to him really quick. God, we thank you right now in the limbo season, in the in-between season. God, you are reaffirming your word. God, we thank you are a promise maker and a promise pre-keeper. God, babies coming in on the way. Come on, handsome little dudes, gorgeous little girls, beautiful babies in the name of Jesus. God, we, we remind ourselves what you've said and who you are. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, I got some more. Maybe you're here and, and God, you know, you've been, you've been called to, you're like, I, I just want to be married, dude. I get it. I've been there. But you're in this season of singleness, and you're like, yo, like, there, there's some cute girls here. There's some cute guys here. But, like, why isn't anything clicking? Why am I getting asked out on dates? Like, you're trying to serve on every team that they're serving on. You're like, I volunteer to serve at Cherish. Can I get a, you know, yeehaw? <laughs> If you're here and in your season of singleness, you need to remember what was the last thing that God told you. I can remember I was single for 28 years. And it wasn't because I didn't have good options. It wasn't because I wasn't surrounded by great girls. I just had to remember that God had spoken to me that the woman that you marry, you will never have to convince to live the life that you want because she will already be living it. You won't have to convince her to be about what you're about. You're not gonna have to convince her to wanna build the kingdom. You're not gonna have to convince her to wanna go after the things of God. She will already be doing those things. And, and I remember him telling me, son, the way that you'll know that it's her is that you won't have to manufacture it. You'll just find her like that. So if you're in the room and you're a single person wanting to be married, can I encourage you, don't try to manufacture it in the limbo season. If God has given you a word that you're gonna get married, guess what? You're gonna get married. God is not a liar. God keeps his word. So while you're in the limbo season, come on, do it. For two years, I didn't date anybody. And again, I had lots of options. There's a lot of cute girls in my life. I could have dated them, but the truth was I didn't feel the peace. I didn't feel the release. I didn't feel like, don't laugh, it's true. <laughs> huh? Lots of options. <clears throat> None of them were you, so obviously I didn't choose them. But I can remember, I know it's funny, I can remember in those two years where I made the decision not to date because I was actually very, very serious about getting right with the Lord, building myself. Like that seems so generic, like, oh, become the right person. No, there's power in that. If you're a single person, don't, don't just listen to the talking heads on Instagram and you know, these, these weird woke pastors who are like, oh, and you're a season of singleness. Just because, no, do it. Be committed to becoming the person that your wife wants to marry. Be committed to becoming the person that your husband wants to marry. But I remember having to convince myself, because I'm like, dude, like, is this ever, like, when is she going to show up? Like, does she live here? Do I need to move somewhere? Am I doing something wrong? Do I need a new haircut? I brush my teeth. Like, what the heck is going on? And I remember having to convince myself and go back to the last thing that God had told me, son, you will be married. Don't manufacture it. The life that you want to live, she will already be living and you will find each other. 
Come on, when we're in that season of limbo, can we be people who go back to the last thing that God told us? The beautiful thing is the last thing that God told you, the last thing that God told you can be an anchor for your soul. You can endure any season of uncertainty. You can endure any duration of time of it not happening quite yet if you go back to the last thing that God told you. Amen? Amen. Number two, and I've learned this, you know, the hard way, unfortunately, so I'm going to teach you the easy way, is while you're in the middle of this limbo season of the uncertain, the unsure, the, the I don't know when this is going to happen, you need to learn how to process properly. Let me, let me teach you what I'm talking about. When you're in the frustration, when you're in the disappointment, when you're in the dude, it's not freaking happening yet. Like how many times can I raise my hand during Book of Miracles? How many times can I get prayer at men's or women's prayer? How many times can I be in a connect group and be asking the same question before God makes it happen and on my behalf? The people that you process the limbo season with, the people that you process the in-between time with, listen, cue discipleship, cue relational equity, cue people that love and trust you and that you love and trust. You need to be able to process what's going on. It's okay to say, hey, this sucks and isn't what I hoped for and isn't the timing that I would have preferred. I wish God would do something about it. It's okay to process those things, but you need to do it properly and with the right people. Can I get an amen? The interesting thing is the enemy of your soul will wait until you are broken down and in a place of vulnerability to begin his attack. That's what he did to Jesus. He waited for 40 days for him to be fasting, to be out in the wilderness, to be hungry. And then he came in and said, oh, now I've got you right in the spot we were about to give up, right in the spot we were about to crumble, right in the spot we were about to fail. And that's where he shows up every single time. I'm thankful in our church, we teach you to have how to have battle buddies, friends that you can run to, people that you can run to, questions that you can ask so that when these moments are happening and the enemy of your soul, by the way, wants to take you out in these moments of vulnerability. He wants to take you out in the limbo season. He wants to take you out in the I'm not sure what's about to happen season. He thrives on uncertainty, but guess what? Your God thrives on certainty. Little sucker. He will try to get you to question what God has said, right? He'll try to get you to question, like, did, did God really say that? Did I really hear that? Did that, did that prophet or prophetess really hear from God? And he'll wait until you're in the, oh, I think I want out zone. If you've been facing that frustration or that disappointment or just that, that strain and the stress, just know if you can process it properly with the right people, if, check this out. If you can process it with yourself and with God properly, he loves that. It's a beautiful conversation. Some of the things that we've been dealing with and our life is a big transition in our business, a massive shift, a massive change, brand new partners, brand new tools, brand new everything. And the truth is, is it affected me quite a bit. There was uncertainty that was there. The timing was kind of weird and funky. I'm like, dude, am I ever going to get paid again? Like, what's going on? I've got a brand new baby at home. So I would wake up in the morning stressed out. But guess what? In that limbo season, in that ugh season, I began to understand, God, I need to remind myself not only of what you've already told me, but I need to process what's going on in my heart with you. I need to let you into what's going on. You know what the beautiful thing is? As you begin to process with God, and maybe, maybe this is just for me, but I pray that it was for you. When I begin to process the in-between yucky season, I actually began to find that I would find myself recounting the things that God had always done, recounting the ways that he'd showed up before. I said, you know what, God? I'm not, I'm not too worried about my finances because you've never not come through. You've never not had money in my account. You've never not provided for my family. You've never not made a way in my life. I was processing with myself and with God. And I believe that the limbo is the making of you. How do you respond to being in the limbo? Because limbo can be dangerous. If you start getting in your head too much, you start talking to yourself too much, 
Don't get stuck just talking to yourself. Process with your wife. Process with your connect group. Process with your, with your battle buddies. But the most important pro- person that you can process with properly is God. Can I tell you this? God is not offended by you asking him questions. When you become a Christian, God doesn't say, okay, well, now you raise your hand, buddy. You praise a prayer. Here's your Bible and you're following Jesus book. Now go ahead and give me all of your intellect. Thank you. He doesn't say that. That's not how God operates. God wants you. All of Psalms is David asking God questions. God, when is this gonna end? When are you gonna deliver me? When are you gonna show up? Should I do this? Should I do that? God is not offended by you asking him questions in the limbo season. He's not worried because he wants the relational equity with you to begin processing with him, amen? It's really interesting. Jesus quotes scripture saying it is written, the three things that Satan tries to come in and get him to deny or, or you know, try to get him to falter on. Jesus says, it is written, utilizing the word of God to combat the enemy when he came to attack. In those moments, can you find yourself saying, God, there's never been a time I've gone without, you're my provider. Has there, there been moments where you said, God, I've, I've sought your kingdom first. I know that everything else you're gonna add to me. God, I may be frustrated and disappointed and hurt and unsure and uncertain right now, but your word says that you will renew my strength. Your word says I will walk and not grow weary. Your word says I will run and not grow faint. Come on, God wants to get in the middle of this limbo with you. He wants to get in the middle of this mess because this is where he does his best work. He is refining you. He is shaping you. Listen, he's building a trust with you that he couldn't build anywhere else. He needs you to be uncertain so that he can show up as certain. He needs you to be unsure so that he can show up as sure. He's okay with you to be insecure so he can show up as your great security. He, it's okay for you to feel weak and not enough and so that he can show up and qualify you, bring strength and bring his resolve into your life. Amen? Come on, it takes a strong Christian to know what I know. I know what God told me. I know I'll get there. And it's important to process your, pray, your pain through the filter of it has a purpose. The limbo has a purpose. That's why I want you to fall in love with the limbo. Stop despising it. Learn to fall in love with it. Through your pain, through your frustration, through your disappointment, you will learn things about yourself. You will learn things about God. Listen, you will realize that friendships that you have, you may begin to stop stop taking the friendships that you have for granted because you're processing with that person. They're giving life back to you. They're reminding you who you are. They're reminding you what God has said. Come on, can we be a church who uses the limbo to our advantage to shape and to sharpen us, amen? Okay, last point is this. To fall in love with the limbo goes to those who endure, those who endure, those who endure. The Bible says this, then the devil left him. 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus is fasting, he's praying, he's tempted by the devil three times. Hold on, time out, really quick, little pause. I've been saying this, I wanna go there. When the devil went to go tempt Jesus, what he was really trying to get Jesus to do was to deny who he was and what God had called him to do. He was trying to get Jesus to, to admit, I am not the son of God. I'm not who God has called me to be. I'm not the Messiah. I'm not, I'm not Jesus, the savior of the world. You know, it's so interesting. The spirit of the world wants you to deny who God has really called you to be. And he comes after you in your wilderness area. He comes after you when you're hungry and broken and disappointed and frustrated. Can we be a church who freaking kicks it to the devil and says, nope, it is written. I know who I am. I know who God has called me to be. I've got the power of God in my life. I've got friends around me to remind me. I'm going to look back at what God has already said. And as I'm walking through the wilderness season, I'm going to process with you, God. I'm going to involve you in the conversation. I'm going to get your Holy Spirit in my ear. Listen, the strength and the power and the supernatural juice, come on, comes to those who endure. 
Jesus leaves the wilderness and he goes and begins his ministry and he begins to operate in power. Jesus left more pumped than he ever was, left more dialed than he ever was, more sure than he ever was, more certain than he ever was of who God made him to be when he came out of that wilderness season. Come on, I know this. I know this about the limbo season is that when you step across the threshold of there it is, God, there your word came to be fulfilled. There's my baby. There's the business you promised me. There's the spouse you promised me. There's the home that you promised me. There's this and there's that and there's this and there's that. When you cross that threshold, you get such a supernatural feeling in you that you can run a million miles. You can operate in power. You can cast out demons. You can pray and people will get healed. You can prophesy and it comes to pass. You can move in power like you couldn't move before. I'm telling you, there's a special supernatural juice to those who endure. Someone say, I will endure. Come on, we got to fall in love with the limbo. Jesus endures the wilderness season and comes out a winner, stronger than ever, more dialed than ever. When you get to the end of the wilderness season, believe me when I say that's when the supernatural finds you again in a new way, fresh anointing, fresh power. Fresh vision, fresh, fresh dreams, fresh hope. You know, it's interesting. I, I quit my job four weeks ago, but just to my best friend. I called him. I said, hey, I'm done with this. This sucks. I don't know when this is going to change. I don't know if this is good for my family anymore. I don't know. And thank goodness I had a friend who let me process with him and, and just, you know, hash it out with him. That's what you got to be able to do with your friends. You got to be able to do with God. But it's like, as soon as I processed it properly and I remembered why I started the business anyways, and I've looked back and seen all of what God has done in our life and how he's blessed us and how he's, he's elevated our business and how the hand of God has been on me. Can I tell you, I found a brand new supernatural passion for my business again. I was, I literally quit. I told him, dude, I'm done. Turn my tools off. I'm gonna go find something else to do. Pastor Mike is gonna get me into male modeling maybe. I don't know. Can I tell you that when you can endure the limbo season, when you can endure the, I don't know when it's gonna come, how it's gonna come, who it's gonna come through. When you can learn to endure those things, can I tell you that God smiles down on you. He says, great, I can trust him with more. I can trust him in the next limbo season. I can trust him with where I'm taking him. I can trust him to tell the story of how good I am in their life to the people around them. So that when the limbo seasons of life come, you're not sitting there like a deer in the headlights. You're gonna go, I'm gonna remember the last thing God has told me. When I'm in the middle of it, I'm gonna involve his presence. I'm going to involve his power. I'm going to involve his friends. And you bet, you better believe that a day will come where I step across the threshold of the promise fulfilled, the dream recognized, all of what God has said coming to fruition in my life because I've endured. We don't raise a bunch of sissy la la Christians in this church. We raise Christians who will endure. You want to find the last church in existence? You want to find the last people? clarifying and admitting who Jesus Christ is. You wanna find the last group of people worshiping Jesus for all that he is? I bet you you find them at Awakened Church. Everyone stand up to their feet. Come on, the next time you find yourself lost in limbo, I just want you to remember this. Say, man, I love the limbo. Even if you gotta fake it for a little bit. I'm not saying manufacture, I'm not saying be fake, I'm not starting, you know, saying, you know, hide how it's really going on, process it with God, process it with the right people, get yourself back in alignment with faith. But it's time to say, I love the limbo. It's time to remember what God has told me. It's 
time to get him involved in the season of uncertainty and unsureness. Come on, get people that I love and I trust. It's time to remember that when I endure, when I endure, when I endure, I come out just like Jesus did. More dialed, new anointing, fresh oil, fresh passion, fresh vision, fresh dreams. I wanna do this, if you felt like you were lost in the limbo season, you're like, dude, I've just been running around this mountain. I don't know when it's gonna happen. I don't know the timing. I don't know how, I don't know the when. And you just need the Holy Spirit, listen, to do what He does best. The Holy Spirit's job is to comfort you. It's to affirm you, it's to encourage you. It's to show you that something's gotta break. Why not here and now? Why not tonight? Why not on a Wednesday night, on October the 11th, at a Wednesday night service, at Awakened Church, East Lake Campus? Why not tonight? I want you to do this, I want you to come down to the front. Come down to the front, if you've been feeling lost in limbo, if you've been feeling unsure, if you've been feeling uncertain, come on, tonight something can break, breakthrough can come. The fruition of what God has promised you can happen right here, right now. I believe that there can be a great acceleration in your life. Where you've been waiting for years, guess what, it's gonna happen. You've been waiting for months, guess what, it's gonna happen. You've been looking to the horizon. God, when is it gonna come? When is it my turn? How much longer? Tonight, tonight. Tonight, things can shift and change. Come on, something has to break, something has to break, something has to break. Come on, you're gonna say, I'm gonna learn to love the limbo instead of despising it. Come on, I'm gonna endure, I'm gonna process with God, I'm gonna look back to the last thing that he's told me. And you better bet, I'm gonna hold on to that thing with dear life, I'm never gonna forget, I'm never gonna let it die, I'm never gonna not take it for granted. Lift your hands if that's you, I wanna pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you tonight. We thank you tonight. Holy Spirit, that you're doing what only you can do. God, you're putting hope back in people. God, you're raising their level of faith. You're even reminding people, I feel it so beautifully. God is reminding you, do not forget what I've said. Am I a God who would say one thing yet do another? Am I a God who would speak falsities out of my mouth? No, I speak the truth. I've given you a future and a hope and a plan and a dreams and vision. Come on, Holy Spirit, tonight, just refresh, 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 remind, remind how good you are. Come on, if you're here tonight and you just need to, to get God involved again, you need to invite him into the situation, you need to invite him into the scenario. I want you to lift your hands. God, we invite you into the limbo. God, we invite you into the in-between. God, we say the things that need to be produced in us, produce. The things that need to be sharpened in us, sharpen. The things that need to be shaped in us, shape. God, we wanna become the person that you've called us to be, the great destiny that you've put inside of us, the great calling you've put inside of us, the great future you've put inside of us. And God, we acknowledge, God, we acknowledge that with your presence, God, with your power, with your might, we can endure, we can endure, we can endure. And when we come out the other side, we prophesy and we say, when the world sees the promises fulfilled, the dreams realized, the everything that you promised us, God, we recognize that you will be the one to get glory. You will be the one to get honor. You will be the one to get responsibility for everything in our life. Come on, if you love Jesus, if you love God, if you're gonna learn to love the limbo tonight, can we praise our God? Can we exalt his name? Can we worship the King of Kings, the great God Almighty, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com. 
or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.